We are It's Just a Hill, a cycling club that promotes inclusion, judgment-free with no gatekeepers. Focused on creating content from behind the handlebars to in the studio, It's Just a Hill is producing videos and podcasts to spread the message that cycling is for everyone. We are focused on reminding everyone that riding your bike can help you overcome any obstacle because after all, it's just a hill. Hello and welcome to another episode of the It's Just a Hill Cycling Podcast. I am John Stenning and in just a bit I will be joined with fellow IGEM members Ryan and BSP to chat about how we cope with the changing of seasons in riding in less than favorable weather. We will share some tips and tricks for getting around these conditions and no, the answer isn't just drinking more coffee and hot chocolate, although that could help. Before we get there, I would like to chat about a couple of events we have in the near future. But before we get to that, maybe you saw me reach for my water bottle. I am going to take a sip of it. Okay, man, got to do better warm-ups before this. For the month of November, we are gearing up for the second annual Cranksgiving out of We Roast Coffee Company in Lincoln. We are teaming up with Coffee Yes Cycling Maybe and the Tri-State Cycling Club to bring you the ride, food drive, and raffle. Bring some non-perishable food items to We Roast Coffee. Get yourself a raffle ticket. Do do our ride, one of the three uh, routes that we'll have posted, and come back to We Roast for some coffee, snacks, and a raffle with prizes from local merchants. The routes are up. You can find the event and all the routes posted in the event description on our Strava page. Not too long after that, in December, we will be holding our first annual Great Ija Bake Off and Ride on Sunday the 17th. You can also head to our Strava page for that event. Full details have not been posted. Routes have not been posted as of this record, but head over there, check them out. Ours would be to both. Hope to see you at both of them. Um, on another note, I would like to take the opportunity to shout out our sponsor and the best bike shop around, MBX. If you're from the Southern New England area, you may already know MBX. Maybe you listened to the past episode of this podcast where I interviewed Matt, owner and operator of MBX. Maybe you've seen us uh, repping them on our new kits that we just had for sale. But what a lot of people might not know about is the studio at MBX. That's right. MBX is more than a bike shop with excellent service, but they actually have a studio space located upstairs above the sales and service part of their store. At the studio at MBX, they offer bike fits, an assortment of stretching and yoga classes. You can head over to mbxbikes.com, click the studio at MBX link right at the top of the page for more info on their schedules, or you can give them a call at 401-782-4444 for more information regarding what the studio at MBX has to offer. Uh, bookings are also available through the Mind Body app or at mindbodyonline.com. Just look for the studio at MBX and you can, um, if you're familiar with that app, you can book your classes there. All right, on to my chat with BSB and Ryan to talk about off-season riding. Okay, here I am with BSB and Ryan. Hello, guys, and thank you for joining me on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you for I, having us. Yes, you're thank welcome. You thank, the you. Welcome. thank you for the welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Here. Thank you both for being normal uh, human beings. It is officially uh, the off season here in New England. We're going to talk about uh, riding in the cold weather, right? Trees are really starting to drop their leaves. So we're we're going to fall back on the clocks this weekend. Uh, and yeah, daylight is continuing to dwindle, but we still love to ride our bikes, right? This time of year, would we all, can we all agree on that at least? Yeah. And thank you for the reminder. Actually, I forgot the uh, clocks are going back this weekend. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. At it is this weekend, right? 
I'm not the most uh, reliable source, but I'm pretty sure I just saw this on a calendar this morning. Checking, checking, checking. Yeah, daylight savings time ends uh, this Sunday, November 5th. Hey, so so we're really time stamping the episode. We fall back. We go back an hour. So that's Saturday into Sunday, right? Not correct. So we wake yeah. up Sunday morning and the clocks are different. Yeah. That's a good day for it. That's a good day for it. I want to be at a friend's wedding. So that gets us an extra hour. Wow. That's yeah, great. Yeah. You know, that's going to be the talk of the night. It's like, no, no, we're going to keep oh, going. We got an extra hour. Yeah. Think about that's how much we've talk. already, we've already talked about it on here for like 30 seconds. People love talking about it. Also, let's get rid of it. Yeah. No, I mean, you've <laughs> I mean, done yeah. this. You've yeah. done this every year of your life. And yeah. every year you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And what? And how does this one work? Wait, this right. one goes backwards. Yeah. Oh, oh, get, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun to talk yeah. about. So it is going to be a little bit lighter in the morning, but you know we're still like losing daylight essentially for another uh, month and a half. And uh, do we still try to ride outside? BSP, let me start with you. Do you still try to ride outside even though it's uh, it's getting a little bit colder and the conditions aren't as good? Um. You know, in previous years, yes, absolutely. I was all about it. This wow, year, changing. Uh, this year I'm changing. I'm changing a little bit. I'm, okay. I'm already feeling less enthused about it with this, uh-huh. this temperature drop this past week. Um, yep. I have not ridden outside since last, like, I don't know, Wednesday. So it's been a full week. Okay. Uh, and I actually just, I just, re- I, I previously had an indoor setup, but I didn't really enjoy using it very much. It was like, I was using my old bike because I didn't want to put the extra miles and wear yeah. on my good road bike. But I was sitting around the other day and I just remembered that. And I didn't remember, but I had the realization of like, oh, I have an old wheel from an old wheel set and I have an old cassette laying around that I know has life in it. Yeah this can all work out. I'm going to, I'm going to set up that wheel so I can set up my good bike on the trainer for this winter. See how that goes. Maybe it'll keep me a little bit more enthused about riding inside. So I set that up a couple of days ago, did a little test ride. So what trainer are you using? I have a, I have the Wahoo snap. Okay. So wheel, wheel on, but it is smart. Wheel yep. on very smart. Brian, what you have a trainer? I do. I have the, I have the kicker. That's a Wahoo thing, right? Wahoo kicker. Yeah, the Wahoo, Wahoo kicker. So yeah, that was that was a big jump for me. I think I got that um, maybe two years ago now. Yeah. Um, and prior to that, I had like a Kurt Kinetic, and like you know, I would ride in a Blizzard before I came inside to ride on that thing. Um, yeah. You know, but uh, you know, switch into the kicker. You know, I don't mind it so much. I'll still try to ride outside as much as I can. Yeah. Um, but days like today, especially for just, you know, short, shorter recovery rides or whatever, you know, that hopping on the trainer starts to become uh, my go-to. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. I've got a, uh, I've got a Zwift hub and it's fine. I hate it. I hate the trainer. <laughs> I hate it so much. Um, I hate, I just can't get motivated the same, you know? What I is it? Spend- is it like the soullessness of it or what is it? I don't know. I think it's the opposite. Like, I think it's too, it's, yeah, I guess the soullessness of it. What I really make always boil it down to is it's too easy for me to get off. And this is something that I've said before, but if I'm 50 miles from home 
on my bike, I need to get home. And put 50 miles into a ride on the trainer, I can just get off. And so it's just a very different mindset. And even if I set myself up with creature comforts and like the right fan and I'm watching things or make sure I'm listening to the right playlist, it's just, uh, yeah, soulless is actually a great way of putting it. It has absolutely no soul. I also like never really got into any of the, I never really got into Zwift. I have a Zwift hub, but I, I did not like Zwift. I did not enjoy the platform of watching this virtual world pass me by. I don't know. Uh, maybe I have, maybe I lack imagination in that regard, but uh, that just wasn't for me. So maybe if I, uh, if I had something to watch, I don't know. I just really like to ride outside. Um, I think that's a big part of it for me. So, yeah. I do think that, that the trainer serves a purpose. Brian, are you, are you, are you not going to ride outside at all? Like, are you thinking, like, are you looking at like a specific training regiment for the trainer or, you know, how are you approaching that? Uh, right now I'm feeling just like if the weather's good yeah. and I have the motivation, then I'll go outside. I, yeah. I have no sort of structure in my brain right now, Yeah, but I, I do want to make it, I do want to make the riding inside more enjoyable for me. Yeah. Um, uh, also I have like, I also recently made a very specific change on my bike to have shorter crank lengths. And now that I did that, I also, I want to like see that through and make sure that I'm not riding on multiple bikes that all like have mystery crank lengths or something, you know, Uh cause I actually don't know. It's not even labeled anywhere on that old road bike that I have. So anyway, I'm just trying to keep things consistent as far as like, you know, anatomically, um, and see how my body feels, but also just like, maybe I'll enjoy the experience itself being on my better bike with better shifters and right. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. So um, I just want to, okay. I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean, it, that's, it, you know, I do think it serves a purpose. I think it serves a purpose for a lot of people. I do think it's a good way to get like structured training in, you know, like you can load a workout and just like do it. And like, you know, even if you have to grit your teeth and get it done, like in my case where I don't enjoy it as much, it definitely uh, serves a great purpose. And, and even like Ryan said before, like I use it for recovery rides, even during the summer, just cause it's a little bit easier to just get on there and do 40 minutes or whatever, you know, uh, yeah. spin it. And you just know that you're setting a target power of 120 Watts and that's just what you're going to do. And so that's great, you know? Uh, but yeah, let's, I do want to, I think everyone know, like we can do another podcast on the right platform that works, right? Me not me not liking Zwift. Maybe I would like the the Garmin platform or whatever. I don't know what the hell there is out there. Wahoo system or whatever. Um, but like, let's talk riding outside a little bit. What's the coldest either of you have ridden outside? Do you know? Brian, you can go first. I don't know if I could put a number on it. Um, yeah. You know, I it's I probably somewhere like. 20s 30s you know what it is is like the the toughest coldest things for me are when when i get up to do the like the pre-sunrise ride yeah and uh maybe it's not even like super cold out but it's that like just got out of like warm bed and you're you're cold already you know and then you go out into the cold i mean those are the the toughest uh toughest ones to get into for me yeah, you got to get your kit ready on a day where you're getting up really to ride, especially in the cold. Get that kit ready the night before. You know, pressure yourself into getting it done. What about yeah. you, Ryan? Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe you just like sleep in your kit or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do that anyway. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sleep when you can't wake up, apply some chamois butter and get out there. Yeah. 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 Chamois butter on the nightstand. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brian, you got, what do you, what do you think about riding outside? Have you ridden in like cold, cold temperatures? Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny to be doing this podcast right now because I just think this year has flown by and yeah, it feels like a month ago that we were doing a similar podcast last year where we were talking uh-huh. about cold ride was our coldest ride. Yeah. And, um, still it's probably, it's the same answer, I think, as yeah. we did last year. <laughs> sure, but sure. There, yeah. Like there, there was a ride that, um, maybe a handful of us did from Jeremy's house. Uh, yeah. um, holy crap well this this would have been about two years ago now the ride itself but it was it was like maybe around 25 or something but it was just like yeah. it was windy and it was miserable fully clouded and it was just such a cold day but at least but we was a gravel ride so we were in the woods and we were having fun and yeah, yeah we're having fun like, it's gravel it's fun yeah that was technically the coldest day uh what do you so, yourself? oh me yeah, you would, what sticks out Probably, probably like fifteen degrees. I think. Oh, well, you did yeah. last uh, December. You rode every day outside. I mean, December is not typically the coldest month. Wow, I did do that last day. year. I forgot yeah. I did that. I rode outside yeah. every single day last December. Wow, do I do that again this year? No, probably not. Um, <laughs> because I felt really, really spent at the end of that. And but it wasn't honestly looking back on it, it wasn't that frigid of a December. Um, I think. There were a couple days that it rained and I had to ride in the cold rain, which kind of sucks. But this actually brings me to my next point, which is not a phrase or a motto I've ever come. I came up with. Um, But there to me, there is no bad weather, just bad gear. And I fully, fully stand by that. Like you can ride in any weather if you have the appropriate gear. And that might not be the most financially reasonable thing. Right. Cycling is prohibitively expensive, especially gear that's just like garnered towards or catered towards like two or three months of the year. Right. But I do think that if you like you dress properly, which is what I want to sort of talk about, some tips and tricks for like staying warm outside. uh, Maybe I can convince uh, both of you to ride outside in colder weather uh, with me and we can talk about that. But what do you guys think about that phrase? There is no bad weather, just bad gear. BSP, what do you think? I am not. You hate it? Do you hate really, it? No, I don't think I hate it. I just, I'm not uh, a fan of the statement. Yeah. I, Why? I think, what uh, What irks you about it? Yeah. Because I think, I think it's just kind of like you're trying to explain away your desire to ride outside when people might like think that you're ridiculous for riding outside or something, which I, I'm not saying you shouldn't ride in the cold, but I think objectively you have to agree that like there's good weather and bad weather. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you, I feel like you're not you're not giving any poetic justice to the phrase, to be perfectly honest, because it's not <laughs> like it's not a it's not meant to be just be taken literally, but it's meant no. to be like something that motivates okay. people to find uh, it in their hearts that if you dress appropriately and you want to ride outside. You know, I, I'm saying that as someone that like wants to ride outside. You're saying that as someone that just basically said you're going to take every opportunity you get to ride inside. So I think there's a different yeah. mindset that goes into it. But I think yeah. that that I truly think that that's a beautiful phrase and it has motivated me 
numerous occasions. Um, so to each their own, but I, I think there, yeah, there's like worse weather than 70 and sunny. Right. But if you, if you think 70 and sunny is the only good way to ride, then, then 60 and cloudy sucks, then nah, that's not for me. You know what I mean? And that's, uh, that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean when I, when I feel like I really like that phrase, uh, no bad weather, just bad gear. Ryan, what do you think? Does it, does it bother you? What do you think about that phrase? Uh, it definitely doesn't bother me. I think, uh, you know, I, I land probably closer to you, John, you know, I get, um, it, you know, it's all a perspective thing. Right. And I, and I like that you pointed out that it's like, it can be prohibitively expensive for, for people. Um, Cause we like, you know, we spoil ourselves too, right? Like, I don't want to just be warm. I want to also be stuff like wearing stuff that fits well. And like, I can, yeah. you know, get a similar experience to a nice day. So, so maybe that's like the argument with some people, you know, I have to throw so many layers on and bundle up so much. And uh, if I don't want to buy like this top end stuff, you know, a $300 jacket, like I'm not going to be very yeah. comfortable. I'm not going to have fun. So like, I, I get that. Um, but, you know, having kind of grown the like cold weather clothing collection over the years. Um, you know, it, you're right. Like, you know, if you have the right stuff, it you, you can be warm and, and have a good experience, even if it's freezing. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, mean, I, I didn't mean, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. You, can wear, you wear the right stuff and, and you're, you can be a happy camper. Um, I don't know. Something, something about the statement I just I just don't fully get behind. And I'm All certainly right. I, I'm I, certainly I got for another... the correct like wearing the correct clothing. And there is clothing that makes yeah. riding in cold weather enjoyable. And I'll be the first to admit that when I am wearing the right clothing and it's really cold out, but I'm comfortable, I'll yeah. say to the people around me, like, wow, oh, it's so nice. You just wear the right stuff. It's like, yeah. Yeah. like great out here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, it is like different. I mean, it's more than just like having the right gear, right? Like you might not have the time to get like extra. It takes longer to even get ready when it's cold. So like it's the trainer is another thing that like really helps you in terms of like time and like time management. You know what I mean? Like everyone's lives are are very different. And the reason we are motivated to ride bikes are all different. Even the three of us that like, you know, we're part of this club and we have a lot of like the like-minded ideas about the cycling community and like how cycling should be available to everyone. Like even the three of us like see things differently, you know? So I've got another phrase and let's see, let's see if it ruffles Brian's feathers. Uh, be bold, start cold. What do you think about that one? BSP be bold, start cold. That's uh, another one. I love, I love that one. <laughs> you love, you love sayings in general. Oh, I love <laughs> sayings. Anything I can use to motivate me because I don't listen to myself. I don't, think that my own brain has good ideas. I think all of the voices in my head are just shit. So I can come up. So if these other phrases can help me with things, be bold, start cold. Boom. That works for me. I like that one. I'm for you that. You like one. that one. Okay. Ryan, yes. what do you think? Pro or con? Be bold, start cold. I'm I'm into this one. And like previously, I would do the opposite. Like I just want to be like comfortable when I leave my house and I'll figure it out later. Yeah. But I've I've started to like detest carrying extra layers once I take them off. Uh -huh. And I, I warm up so fast that, you know, I'll end up wearing a jacket. I'll, I'll be, you know, end up with leg warmers, a jacket, like arm work, like all stuffed into my pockets, like 10 minutes into my ride. So yeah. um, I'm a newfound adopter of this this philosophy. 
yeah, it's just like you get like you just want to be a little bit chilly when you start, right? Because you're going to warm up. Maybe it's going to motivate you to ride a little bit harder, but like you're not, you're never going to really be as cold as you are when you first, first start. And I too tend to overheat. So, and I don't like taking things off and putting them in my pockets either. BSP, you like putting things in your pockets? Love it. <laughs> That's why you wear those cargo shorts, right? Uh, do you have those? I don't have any of those. I do have more. one uh, one pair of cargo bibs, but I actually like never use the pockets. I kind of forget they're there. Yeah, but yeah, no, I like I I don't know. I like putting stuff in my back pockets. I like having them full. Yeah, not not <laughs> no, like full of, not not full of rocks and heavy stuff, but like you know, yeah. I, it, it feels it feels like I made the right choices if I like if I was able to layer up properly, and then as I get warm, I take them off, fold them up, roll them up real nice. Yeah, put them in my pockets. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm cool with it. As you all you all know that I also always, pretty much always carry the um you know like a not the smallest hand pump ever in my back pocket. Like eh, yeah. I don't really care. Yeah, no, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I think yeah, that's that's I yeah. I, this time of year is a time of year where you have to like layer up and have the you know ability to put things in your pockets. So you know maybe we all gotta just own up to it a little bit. Um. What about leg warmers? Do you so we Ryan, you mentioned leg warmers. My threshold, I will wear leg warmers under 50 degrees. But if I wear them in any 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 warmer than 50 degrees, I tend to get too hot. Do you guys have any like uh cutoff points for stuff like that? Leg warmers or gloves or uh gaiters or anything? Gloves, like uh it's probably lower, like 55, like 54 degrees, maybe. Like I'm wearing yeah. the like a light winter glove kind of thing. Um, just because they, you know, they take so much of that wind, your hands. Um, leg warmers, though, is probably, you know, if it's if it's topping out at forty five, I'm probably doing leg warmers. Yeah. Um, but uh, I can't. Leg warmers are are one of those things that I can't stand taking off in the middle of a ride because I think it's a me pain. either. I'm not so, taking like, them I, off. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going pretty low without without the leg warmers. Yeah, Brian. Um. Yeah, I think for for me, uh, like switching to maybe some lighter full finger gloves would happen for me, like maybe below 58. Yeah, yeah. Probably 59 to 60 is probably the cutoff for my fingers. And then I found that my my like toe cover versus shoe cover um, sort of range threshold is pretty small. It's like. 55 down to 50 i could get away with toe covers and then below 50 um full shoe covers and i do think realistically anything below 50 i'm either full bibs or leg warmers and similar to you guys i'm not taking my leg warmers off no they might as well be full bibs yeah but that's okay yeah yeah you know makes your wardrobe a little bit more uh, usable throughout the seasons, you know, especially if you just have bibs for the summer, you add, you add some leg warmers. I only have one pair of leg warmers. I don't feel like I need more, you know, I guess I, I do laundry kind of often, I guess, but like, you know, they're, yeah. 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 Same. Um, I only have one pair, one pair of leg warmers. Yeah. Uh, so I do think uh, we should just take a quick break. Right. And we'll, and we'll be right back. And I want to talk about keep, keeping track of those, things right because brian you were really talking about like degrees uh, specificity when it comes to what you wear so i want to expand on that in just a second 
All right, we're back from our short break. Brian, you were talking about like really specifics when it comes to temperature. And I'm wondering, is that something that you just keep track of in your head? How do you do that? Yeah, I just keep track of it in my head. Yeah, because I keep a diary and I'm, 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 I'm sure I've told both of you guys about this before, but uh, I like write down very specifically the details of the ride, the, the temperature, the wind direction, all of that sort of stuff and what I wore and and what the outcome was afterwards. Uh, Ryan, how do, how do you keep track of like what works best in what conditions? Yes, and chat. So like yes you, chat. yeah, yeah. I, but your diary, like I, I've wanted to do that. Like every time you say that, I'm like, I'm like Excel nerd type of guy, and I want to, uh-huh. I want to like, you know, collect data from, you know, on the weather, wind, yeah. all that on listen my, me, on my rides and listen. To me. Yeah, so. No, let's create an app because I want to create I want to create an app so badly. Just and it's just a little app, and one of the things is a diary. Yeah. So if you can you auto take all this data and then it, yeah. you, you can model what you should wear based on current weather. Can like, there's our idea, right? There so, should be ways of tracking that, right? It's like an outfit of the day plus automatic weather based on the time that you ride. So if you're, if you're Strava. Uh, activity auto uploads it, it gets you the weather because it knows where you were and where you were when and then you you can put in some notes like oh i was hot i was cold you can check boxes what you wore your upper you can create your lower. gear and like check things that you wore so you don't have to like write it every time i'm telling this you is man. My, yeah this seems like a good idea i gotta get it we gotta get it going yeah yeah I'll, that's I'll, a good I'll idea start working on it i'll start building it out all right start building it out it would like kind of like um, piggyback off some of the the sort of concepts or like you, the the functions of Epic Ride Weather, that yeah. app where you could be like you then you could also tell it what route you're about to do, right? And it and it'll suggest like I yeah. suggest uh, maybe some foot warmers today, buddy. Oh, I like <laughs> this voice that the app does. I really yeah. like this yeah. voice. Will yeah. you do the put voiceover? On, put on your merino wools, buddy. <laughs> Oh, Merino wool. Is Merino wool the best, like one of the best layers for riding in cold weather? Because I think it is. Base layer, socks, whatever you can, Merino wool is great. I have very few items that are Merino, but I I do wish that I had more. I have Merino wool, just regular socks. Like I'm wearing them right now because my feet tend to get cold. And I think Merino wool is great. And I don't know. I'm sure it's been around forever, but I learned about it only a few years ago. so, like, Merino wool, that's stuff that you can buy, right? Like, let's talk about some let's talk about some cheaper ways, right? We talked about how it is prohibitive. Uh, cycling, like, sucks that way, especially cycling-specific gear, especially cold-weather cycling-specific gear. So uh, do we have any tips and tricks for riding in cold weather? Is there anything that comes to mind, Ryan, that, like, you that aren't, like, spending a bunch of money on a $300 jacket? So, uh... Brian, you mentioned the the toe warmers. So that's something I actually am looking forward to maybe experimenting with this year. But my uh, my move is always just to electrical tape the the front of your shoes to tape all the venting. That's what that's Taping what the venting done. is. That's a great trick. There's a lot of venting in your shoes uh, so that they can like get sweat out of there. If you want, so you can ride in the wet and still drain them. Tape those up. Take those insoles out and tape them up. Um, yep. BSP, you got anything that comes to mind? Keep an easy way to stay warm. Um, yeah, I think um, 
something that a lot of us have talked about. I think just even more so this past year when like some of us that I know you, John, have experimented with just buying like cheaper brand or um, maybe even just something off Amazon, you know, if you're okay ordering off Amazon, like arm warmers or just like yeah. cheaper base layers that don't have to cost $80. They could just cost like $10, you know, and I, right. I actually have a lot of, um, a lot of the base layers that I wear uh, are from Primark. Um, okay. They're like, I, I, I don't know exactly what the fabric blends are, but they were like, they came in a pack of like, like as if they were like undershirts or something, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess they are undershirts. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, sure. they like right. yeah, as they're described. just like, they're very, <laughs> they're very stretchy and they fit me yeah. nice and like snug and they're just yeah. like the perfect base layer. I actually wear them like the past two or three years since I bought them initially mm. for cycling. I like them so yeah. much and I wear them all the time. I, I had gone back twice and I bought like three packs of them yeah. or yeah. A, uh, a three pack multiple times. So I have yeah. a bunch of these base layers and honestly, I just wear them all the time. Like I might just do a, that thin base layer and then a sweatshirt. Yeah. yeah. Just for like that's everyday great. use. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that's a great point because if you go and you find things that will work for you that aren't cycling specific, they are going to be a little bit cheaper. Right. And that like, that can be like a thin beanie that you might be able to wear. That could be like Merino wool base layers that aren't from Rafa or ASOS or whatever that are super expensive. Right. So, I wear Under Armour. I wear a couple different Under Armour or like Nike base layers. And those aren't even like the cheapest brands around, but they're still not 120 bucks. Like you will find with some cycling gear. Um, one yeah, of I my think the favorite... same. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, please. You're on the same, you're talking about um, on the same page. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, same page, like just buying uh, more budget-friendly items. Like I'm trying to think what, what items would be good for that. Like maybe... If you could find a, a sort of more snug fitting windbreaker yep. that allows you to get into the position. Yep. Um, same thing with like gloves. Uh, right. It, you know, the gloves seem like an item that you could probably just wear. One of my favorite. Else non cycling specific. Yeah, for Sorry, sure. Especially around you. here. Yeah, you can find them pretty readily. What were you saying, Ryan? the gloves you're mentioning one of my one of my best like purchases was one of those uh a, a pair of those like neoprene orange gloves that like you, i look like i'm on deadliest catch when i'm wearing them um yeah but those like you know down to like 30 degrees like those yeah. those keep my hands warm yeah that's a, i think that's a great idea because like and you can find them yeah they're high vis right that's another big thing bonus that's another thing i have written down here high visits i think is also important riding this time of year um people might expect not expect you to be out there as a cyclist maybe the conditions are a little bit more gloomy and stuff so high vis is important i am not good at being high vis maybe someday i'll change but i don't know i'm not really i don't think i'm really rushing into that um one more quick hack that i think should be mentioned is uh not only taping up your shoes, but you just put your feet in plastic bags and then put them in your shoes. So just put your socks on like normal, but then put on a plastic bag and then put that like in your shoe, maybe put another sock over it to like, or put your like leg warmer over it. So you're, you don't have a plastic bag flapping in the wind around your ankle. But I think that's a great waterproof free slash cheap way to keep your feet warm. Uh, your feet are also, they also might get very sweaty but they're warm instead of uh, 
being freezing, you know? So I think that's so, a nice hack. I've done that before. Have you? You've done it? Yeah. I was going to ask if you've done it. I've done it multiple times. Yep. It, it 100% works. I've done it in like, like those like sub freezing temperatures. It 100% works. Yeah. And so what about the excess of the bag coming up your legs? So what I actually did, I, so I've done it two different ways. The first time I did it, I put the bag right on my foot and then put my sock over it. So my sock dealt with the excess of the bag. The other time I did it with two pairs of socks. No, not two pairs of socks. One pair of socks, but a pair of leg warmers that came down. And I have, this is something that is not cheap, but I have winter cycling shoes as well. So I have shoes that are like, boot on them is like comes up so it's not like a traditional cycling shoe where it's a low cut it comes up above my ankle and so the bag was just hidden between the uh ankle of the shoe and my leg warmer or my you know winter thermal bibs that i own yeah i am lucky enough to also like own the stuff like that helps because so i think that helps too but i think it's like more important to not spend i i, I, I have a spending money problem you want me to get you want to get into that right now no, we don't. I don't. <laughs> um, so I think also warm beverages in your bottles, I think is, a, is an okay way. It's going to get cold. You can get insulated bottles. Polar makes some nice insulated bottles. I've even seen some like metal insulated bottles that fit in traditional water bottle cages. So that's an option too. That does maybe mean you're spending a little bit more money, but I think you can put uh, warm stuff in your bottles because if it's cold enough, bottles will freeze i've had that happen to me stuff in my bottles are is freezing and that is not good so yeah that's actually quite tragic and then you're shaking it up and it's like a slushy in there it's really yeah, not good your hose you can't you can't stay out for that long it's not like i'm doing you know hours upon hours uh but sometimes you just want to go out and hammer outside for an hour uh in the cold or you know and i'm a little bit more motivated to do that than, than what i'm on the trainer i guess yeah. um staying visible yeah, go ahead. Do you think uh, you think you could add salt to the bottles to get a couple extra degrees before they freeze? It, um, I I bet you could. So that's a, a couple degrees before they freeze. I think that's a t-shirt in the making. But is that is that a thing? Salt water? Well, I guess the ocean doesn't freeze, right? Is that yeah. is this yeah. the basis of this theory? Um. Yeah, but. That, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, you found me. <laughs> uh, but you, you probably would be undrinkable at that point. You might probably have a lot of salt. You might have to add a lot of sugar to compensate, and then you just have like a pretty intense beverage. Yeah, but is that good for electrolytes if it's sugar and salt? Ryan, what do you think? You're always make, you always carry around questionable white powders on, on bike rides. Is that I am. Them? I'm like a, a bit of a chemist that way, but uh, I don't yeah, yeah. remotely understand what I'm like the science, actual science behind it. But I'm, I mean, it has to, to some degree, you know, lower the freezing point of your water if you're adding salt to it. Yeah. I don't know what, yeah. you know, what salinity it has to be to make a measurable difference, but I think that, that holds. Uh, another quick thing I think we should talk about is just uh, bike maintenance. Bike maintenance is a little bit different in the winter, especially if you're riding on. Uh, you know, roads that have been treated here in Southern New England area or roads that get like frozen and stuff. So yeah, you kind of have to clean your drivetrain a little bit more often. The salt that you're not putting in your bottles is instead getting all over your bike because it is, it was on the road. So that's another, that's another reason to just ride inside. It's less cleaning of your bike. You know what I mean? Look at Brian's pretty bike behind him. He doesn't want to get that thing dirty. That is something. 
Yeah. But also sometimes people sweat on their bikes a lot on the trainer and that can be bad too. So that's another thing to look out for. Yeah. Yeah. This, that's this a, will actually that's be another first, episode though. That is first, another episode. Uh, yeah. Yeah. First year with this new, uh, with the new bike for me. Yeah. And the clean, the cleaning is, is definitely on my mind for the, for the first time this year. I'm actually like a little bit skeptical to, to ride it once I start salting the roads. Um, yeah. so I'm not sure, you know, I've not, I don't have a reputation for cleaning my bike right away after a ride. Uh-huh. Um, I'm more of the like roll it and in, skid into the garage, like with one foot off and, you know, stick it, like lay it down kind of the kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure like this, this year will look a little bit different for me. Um, you know, maybe yeah. end up getting the, the gravel bike out more or something. Yeah, I'm pretty much, I think I'm pretty much going to hang up my road bike once the salt hits the roads and just ride my gravel bike, put some slicks on it. I have some relatively slick 35s on there now that feel nice on the road. And yeah, that bike's a little bit easier to clean. It's got wider tire clearance, so it's easier to get. I am a bit of a neat freak when it comes to my bikes. Um, but yeah, it's just like more time, more often, more cleaning. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll get one of those cool stands like BSP has and hang my bike up on the wall. I got to get one of those, man. I can't believe I don't have one. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta admit though, I, th- I think for me that cleaning is a deterrent. Yeah, like, it's a big, it's a big thing. like your your stand. Like I want to, you know, it's like if you actually really get dirty on a winter ride, yeah. you want to just clean the bike right away. You're like, yeah. well, my clothes are already dirty and I'm wet and gross anyway, so let me just get this done right now. And then, yeah. like over the course of that 15 minutes that you're out there spraying and cleaning down your bike real quick, like. Your, your heart rate's dropping. It's already down. All of a sudden, you're freezing. You're wearing nothing. You're standing outside and it's 35 degrees. I don't want to yeah. be spraying my hose around, you know? So yep. I did it. Don't get me wrong. I did it for yeah, yeah. You know, numerous years, but I, I just feel, feel like I, I'm starting to lose enthusiasm for um, those those aspects of it that are yeah, yeah, totally reasonable. quickly becoming deterrents. Yeah, totally reasonable. Time management, you know? Got a lot of stuff going on more than just bikes can't just be getting taking forever to get to get ready you know what i mean putting on all these layers going and riding coming back cleaning the bike so get on the trainer if it yeah, works, yeah. It works. nothing wrong with and neither of uh neither of you have kids but i wonder you know i'm sure a lot of people can uh understand you know i'm i'm grateful for for every second my my wife kelly gives me on the bike and uh yeah you know when i will roll into the garage to go you know back out into the backyard and start hosing down my bike for 15 minutes it uh you know, I'm anxious to get in the door by the time I get home. Yeah, totally. Totally reasonable. Um, all right. Any other, any other things you guys want to mention when we talk about like off season riding? Uh, I'm sure we'll have, we'll have you both back on the podcast relatively soon. Thank you both for coming, but uh, yeah, just about ready to wrap it up. What do you think? Um, I, one, one quick thing that I could say that might yeah help that might help with um the starting of rides is like, if, if a deterrent for you is like getting out into the cold, you could just do a little, like you could, if you have the time to do it, you could do like a five or 10 minute warm up inside where it's like a core warm up or something. Yep. Or if you have, maybe you, if you do have a separate bike for a trainer, then you could do your warm up on that real quick, 10 minutes, yep. spin, get a couple of quick little sprints and get the heart rate up and then boom, then go right outside. Then toss, you know, toss your outer layers on, go outside. And it's not going to be that much of a, a freezing period idea. when you, when you initially get on the bike. Yeah, it's a nice hack. Good Have point. I done that? I don't know. Maybe once. I've done it like <laughs> once or twice. Yeah. 
but it's a good idea. It is a good idea. Yeah, yeah it seems cool. Yeah. All right. Let's all try it sometime. Uh, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I thought that was a nice way to put a bow on it, but what the hell. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys for coming to the show. Really appreciate you taking your time. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Right. Thank you. See you later. Thanks for having me. See ya. Thank you again to BSP and Ryan for joining me for this episode. Double shout out to Ryan for helping me plan the aforementioned Bake Off ride. Pretty much, I mean, it was sort of was a, an idea uh, that a bunch of us had at the same time, but Ryan was the one to sort of take the reins and say, hey, let's do it this weekend from his place. So that'll be a lot of fun. Like I said, head out, head to our Strava page for details on that. Also, double shout out to BSP for being my podcast partner in crime, lending his time and effort to make this podcast sound as good as it does. Make sure you check out our Strava page for details on all of the events that I mentioned in all of our future events. There also may be a toy drive in the mix somewhere in December, just waiting to iron out the details for that. Also, you can head to itsjustahill.com to find our other videos and podcasts, the photo blogs that I've been trying to keep up with, and everything else iGEF related. You can also join our WhatsApp via a link on the site as well. Thank you again for watching or listening. However you choose to consume this show, leave us a like on YouTube and subscribe if you can. Do the same on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Doing this helps our user engagement, which allows us to be promoted by the almighty algorithm and find other great people like you. That's it for this episode. Thank you again for watching or listening and see you out there. Decaf left, regular right. Decaf left, regular right. It's very challenging work. <laughs>